Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, RingCentral makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at RingCentral.com. RingCentral. Simpler communications. Folks, I'm so excited. This is my favorite time of the year, and the best thing we can say about it is that NASCAR is back. Just got finished up with the Bush Clash a couple days ago, and now we are ready. As you listen to this, ladies and gentlemen, I am on the way to the Daytona International Speedway for the Daytona 500-day conclusion of Speed Weeks. Joined always here by Preston Lude. Preston, I hope you're excited as me, but I don't think you are to the level as the excitement as I am. No, not completely. If I was on the way to Daytona, I'd be through the roof already, but I, I'm i just excited in general. Yeah, we had the clash a couple nights ago, but racing, NASCAR is back. NASCAR this is back. Is it, racing man. is 2021, back. I am ready to hit the ground running or the wheels to start turning, however you want to put it. Who knows? That's right, buddy. Man, <laughs> I, I am so excited, and I know I've catched myself saying this a lot during the recording of this show it's going to be a fun episode but folks i'm so excited that it might be actually a more fun episode than we've ever done before here on the show i yeah can't wait i can't, can't contain wait. it this is, this is great i'm but, so ready but preston we got a few pieces of personal news that we got to share yeah, but you got a big piece of personal news and i'm gonna let it you share it to the world right now what's what's going on with your uh, life preston man this this right here is exciting for me Everybody that listens to the show knows that I've had some health issues and still kind of dealing with them, but the doctors gave me the okay and everything. I just have to keep an eye on everything, but 
I'm coming back to the fire department. And, That's man, awesome, I could man. not be more excited and just, man, I've missed it. Congratulations. I missed it. Yeah, yeah, I know you have. It's a great schedule. It's a great group of guys, and it's a fun job. It really oh, is. Oh, when people say it's the greatest job in the world, it really is the greatest job in the world. You don't know it until you lose it, huh? Exactly. It really, it really, I've just, man, it's it's so many different things with it. The camaraderie, The those guys are like your brothers, man. Oh, yeah. And it's just, you know, you have to make it a home away from home when you're working and when you get around a great group of guys, it's just what it is. It's just like hanging out with your brothers almost, man. Just it's hanging just, out with your buddies all day. And then when you get a call, you just work together for common calls. It's, it's right. And it's the, it really is one of the best jobs in the world. Well, folks, we, we, and we do have something else to say. Uh, friends of our show, the Society of Scoundrels. Yep. Are uh, now going to be part of the Unhinged Sports Network, a late night dark comedy show. But hey, they're going to be part of the Unhinged Sports Network. They were the board and Jim was talking about bringing him on here for about well, not bringing him on, but bringing on a show. That's just an all around good show. It doesn't necessarily have to deal with sports. And I threw out their name and everybody listened to him. They thought they were good. We voted them on a couple of days ago and the society scoundrels. I don't know if I was supposed to release that yet, but guess what? It's out there. Society <laughs> scoundrels going to be with the uh, unhinged sports network since we've known them from day one and they've known us for day one. I think we could give them that little bit of a wiggle. Yeah. Room. Yeah. You know, right there. Great group of guys too. Yeah. Great. Group funny, of guys, funny, funny show, show for sure. If you like dark comedy. Oh yeah. That is the show for you. <laughs> Absolutely. Warning. It might be a little expletive, but it's, uh, you know, maybe not for everybody, but just like this show is in for everybody. Yeah, that's, tr- that's true. Very true. A very good group of guys over there at the Society Scouting Girls. going to be happy for them to join the Unhinged Sports Network. It's going to be great for them, great for the network, I think, in the long run. Like we say on the show a lot, we'll just have to wait and see with that because uh, I, I think it's going to be fun. Oh, it's, yeah, It's going to be fun to look at. It's going to be fun to look at. But, Preston, besides the firehouse, besides everything else, besides Daytona, the fact that the Daytona 500 is this weekend – like I said, I'm going to be listening to this while I'm on I-95 South going to Daytona. Man, I'm jealous. I, well, you should be. <laughs> how, how are you doing, man? How's the uh, wife? How's the kids? How's everything? Uh, life is good. I'm feeling great. Uh, man, just, uh, you know, it's just business per usual, I guess you could say, you know. Yeah. Not a whole lot. Not too much going on. Just uh, getting up. Wife's birthday's coming up this month, so we've got to oh, get ready for that. So. Yeah, yeah, my birthday's coming up this month. Do you want me to take you out to dinner? No. <laughs> Well, you can, but you know, I mean, don't expect anything crazy to happen afterwards. I'm just saying, get that deer in the headlight look. I'm out. See you later. How about you, man? How's, how are things? Life's good, man. I'm going to, going to day, like I said, going to Daytona next week or this or tomorrow or today when the show comes out. I'm going to be on the road. It's going to be great, man. Just going to be there. I can't wait if anybody. And I'm going to try to treat out and just get everybody we can in there just to have a fun time. What we limited people we have either at the racetrack. Or I'm going to go back to Crazy Horse Campground. Is that a Crazy Horse? I think it was Crazy Horse Campground. Yeah, it's Crazy Horse Campground within Stone's Throw. Let's just say we are hoping for another Daytona Escapades. If I can't be organically involved in it, I'm going to make it happen. So, okay, so where, so where, whereabouts is this campground at again? Okay, so the campground is like maybe as the crow flies, maybe about a mile from the speedway. You could see the speedway from the campground. Okay. But to walk it, you have to walk over I-95, this bridge. It's about a two-and-a-half-mile walk. It's, but they have a shuttle there, so they're going to do the shuttle Oh, so thing. it's across 95. Yeah, it's across it's on the other side of 95. Oh, okay. But, do you, so you're talking about like a, like an overpass you have to cross, or is yeah. it like an actual pedestrian bridge? I don't think no, there it's is. No, it's an overcross. It's That's like a, you know, you walk across it. I mean, it's a bridge. 
yeah. I don't know how else to put this person. I well, don't it could be like you could have said it could be a pedestrian bridge, but no, it's last I checked, driving down 95, there's no such thing as a pedestrian no, bridge. No, there isn't. Across an interstate. Yeah, we're going to be there again. I don't know if the same group of people from last year are going to be there this year. Either way, I'm going to try to make friends with as many people as I can. Tell them about the show, tell them about the Unhinged Sports Network. Try to get more people. That was our most popular episode to date. Was last year's Daytona Escapades. I'm hoping this year we could do better. Daytona Escapades round two. That's right. They, <laughs> it, the name of the show is already out, so don't be surprised about next week's show, 2. ladies 0. and gentlemen. It's going to be a lot of fun. But Preston, we got a lot to cover here. We're like I said, we're trying to kind of not rush the show, but yeah, we got some things to cover. We some got, news. We got some things to cover. The Bush Clash, the Clash. was a great release, and get into our final show here but folks before we do that um just thank you for being here thank you for being part of the show whether you're on the unhinged sports network or your regular podcast platform didn't cover that at the top of the show but we're so excited about today's episode that nascar is back no more do you have to fill time with football no more do you have to fill your time with hockey or whatever else you fill your time with if you're a race fan this is your christmas this is your super bowl this is what you lived for and waited for since the drop of the green fat drop of the checkered flag at phoenix i keep saying that yeah well, that's so, okay hey whatever we're ready for racing this week and we're gonna get to catch you all up to speed we got qualifying on now that we're watching but we're gonna go ahead and we got a few news stories to talk about so we're gonna go ahead and get into the news of all racing and go from there and the news here in the Mars presented by fubo fubo cut the cord with expensive satellite and cable providers and go with fubo you can start your seven-day free trial by going over to inthemarbles.net under the Partners tab and, tab, and all the way at the bottom, the link to Fubo. You can go ahead and click on that, take you right to the Fubo's website where you can sign up for a seven-day free trial, and you might just be hooked. Get ready for the 2021 racing season, whether it's Formula 1, Indy, or NASCAR through Fubo, and at half the price, it's worth a shot. So head over to inthemarbles.net under the Partners tab and head down to Fubo and check out Fubo and Preston, you have some news stories, and we're going to talk about this a little bit. But Preston, what's the first news story here this week? So the first news story, we'll uh, we'll hit we'll hit NASCAR real quick because there's a couple of things I have after Formula One. So Martin Truex yep. Jr. has signed a contract extension with JGR and NASCAR and Fox. It looks like the terms weren't really, you know, released, disclosed, however you want to say it. But right, NASCAR and Fox put that he has resigned an extension through 2022. So I don't really know if that means. Maybe it's a couple more years after, or it's just at least through next season. Right. But Martin Truex Jr. is there for at least this year and next year. Good or bad? Good for him, obviously. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think he's made his staple there at Joe Gibbs Racing. Even before Joe Gibbs Racing, Furniture Row Racing, we thought he'd do, I thought he'd do a little bit better with Joe Gibbs Racing after his run at Furniture Row. But not doing a bad run there. He's bringing in wins, at least one win a season. Didn't have the stellar year last year like we've seen in years past with that one win at Martinsville. But I think he's got a good shot for going down the road and, you know, advancing himself. And I don't blame drivers. We've talked about this with Rakislavski signing multi-year contracts because what if something better comes up? Mm -hmm. What if he gets that chance at a Hendrick or another organization that really wants to pay him well to do that same job? But I don't blame him for sticking with Joe Gibbs. Joe Gibbs is the powerhouse of the team for NASCAR at the moment. They're, They're what Hendrick was five, six years ago. And Joe Gibbs has got it together. They got the engine department running well, chassis, body. All stars are aligning with Joe Gibbs Racing. Even now, we saw it in the Bush Clash. Competitive cars running up front. I don't think that's a bad spot for him, but we'll go room for future plans in his career. Okay, I like that. 
your favorite person to talk about in the world of Formula One. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, I know where this is going, but I don't like it. Lewis Hamilton has signed a one-year contract extension with Mercedes. Now, this isn't a surprise. No, knew, it's not. We knew that he was going to come back to Mercedes one yeah. way or another. We felt pretty sure that he was. But one year, I'm going to leave it to you since you're the Formula One guy of the show. What do you feel about that? Um, or how do you feel I'm, like that's going to play out? Yeah, there? so I'm going off of my – now, there was talks of Mercedes kind of explained it, but what I'm going off of is thinking is there's a couple different things. So, yeah, we're going to have regular change, regulation changes coming next season, you know, spending caps and all this other stuff. But I feel like with just one year, it gives leeway. I think Lewis Hamilton might be eyeing retirement, to be honest. I think – Let's let me think here because he's going to go for his eighth championship, and that's going to be the record, of course. Man, I dare say if he gets the championship this year, I think he strongly thinks about retiring at this point. Why not go out with a bang? Just like Nico Rosberg did, and I don't blame you for saying that because that's the exact same thing I thought when I saw the news flash come over. It's one year contract extension, but here's my question: What if Lewis Hamilton does not win a championship this year? What if Mercedes? Get swamped by Red Bull, Racing Point, or McLaren this year. Ooh. And when I say Racing Point, I think Aston, Martin. Aston Martin now. Thank mm-hmm. you, Preston. This is this is it, either a make or break thing for Lewis Hamilton. Will he do it? If you were a betting man, it would be safe to put your money on there. I want to say bet the farm on it, but I would say bet your money on Lewis Hamilton, and he might come out there and surprise you and win that eighth championship. And then at the Abu Dhabi ceremonies, when he's doing his celebration, say, guys, I'm retiring, and maybe a George Russell will come back into that spot. We don't know yet, but I'm with you. I think it's a one-year extension deal to get that eighth championship and move on from there. It's it's no-brainer. He's going to probably clear 100 wins this year as a career in Formula 1, and that eighth championship, and that eighth championship, I think, with Mercedes. So why not go out on top? Why mm-hmm. not go out and say, I'm the best there is, you know, like kind of a Brad Hart, the best there is, best there was, best there ever will be. If you want to break my record, good luck. Yep. Good luck is right. Another world of Formula One news real quick. Portimao is being chosen for the third race of the season. You remember we had that open slot for a while because Vietnam was there. We had to bring him back Portimao where they no. were racing last year. What's Portimao? I don't, I don't recall that race. <laughs> <laughs> You're sitting here on YouTube now just like, I don't know. I'm trying to remember what the... Country was Portimao. Was that uh, the one where everybody crashed and stuff? No, uh, Portimao. Uh, there was there was rain over in, like the first two turns, so a lot of people were having trouble. Oh, I don't I don't recall. Yeah, it was. But, hey, it's, it's you replacing, don't remember it's a whole replacing, lot. Yeah, it's replacing Vietnam. Yeah, you said. Yeah, so that okay. we finally got the answer to our third race. But one of the one big things I really want to talk about, and I have to pull out my phone for this one because I want to make sure I get this one right. Sky Sports reporting that Formula One has a new plan. For three Saturday sprint races, thank you, in place of qualifying in 2021, set to go up to vote this week. Sprint races would be a lot of fun in Formula One. So we already know that there's different formats coming up for the new season. So I think practices are going to be limited. Instead of 90 minutes, we're getting 60-minute practice sessions anyways. Now, with these three weekends coming up, this is is how it's going to go. Let's see here. Under the proposal for three chosen weekends, qualifying is going to take place a day earlier, replacing practice two on Friday 
and that would set the grid for Saturday's sprint race. As well as offering reduced championship points for the top eight finishers, the outcome of that shorter race would determine the starting grid. So it's going to be a points race? Yes. So wait a minute. Even a Williams will have a chance to get some points here. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. Because I'm, I'm such a traditionalist when it comes to that. Either you do well run up front and invest the time and money into getting better equipment and better quality in there. Not saying the drivers are bad because George Russell proved that at Abu Dhabi. But my goodness, now this gives a chance for Williams to kind of mix it up. And, and I get, I see what they're doing. But if why not just give every driver in the field a point yeah, so- at that point? You know, you're not racing against Lewis Hamilton, so you might have a chance for a ruin. Instead of being 25 points, it might be 14 points or whatever the points they decide to be. That kind of, sounds kind of like a George Russell and a Williams might be, if the stars align and just a scenario here, might compete with a Mercedes for a championship at the end of the season. Yeah, so with these three championship wings, weekends that they're going to try out, it'd be uh, the Canadian Grand Prix, the Italian Grand Prix, and Brazilian Grand Prix. Oh, so it isn't all the raises? No, it's just for they're just trying it out. Well, first of all, it's got to go move forward, but they're trying it out for three different venues. So it, that really changes the whole weekend up because if you're going to move qualifying a day earlier and eliminate second practice, it talks about you, virtually you're only going to have one practice session right. for that weekend. So a little interesting. They're going to vote on it this week. They need a majority of 28 out of 30 votes for well, it to go through. What, what they should do is qualify the cars as normal. Or Q1, Q2, Q3. Then after that, the even cars race against the even cars like a normal sprint race. Okay. A heat race. Mm -hmm. And the odd cars race against the odd cars. And that finalizes the field. And if you're in Lewis Hamilton's heat race, well, that's that's a bummer. But if you're in like maybe a Ferrari's heat race and they didn't do so well in 2020, maybe a Red Bull, maybe a Williams, maybe a McLaren, heck, maybe an Aston Martin might get up there and compete against them and push Ferrari further back, and a Williams might jump up, and a McLaren might jump up. I could see that. Don't do sprint races. Do heat races. Mm-hmm. I guess it's about maybe the tomato-tomato thing, whatever they call heat races over there in Europe. But, yeah, I mean, I, I like the idea. Maybe not. Maybe I'm being more sold into it. Maybe we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I kind of like your idea of saying, why not? Why don't we just give points to everybody? Yeah, and just give points to everybody. Well, I don't see do why that. we couldn't try that. No, yeah. But I mean, what do I know? I'm not the FIA. Well, you're the Formula One guy. <laughs> yeah, I I know that. <laughs> so. But any other news, buddy? I got news for you. Oh, okay. We're going to go racing this week. How about That's that? Right. There's news for you. That's right. We're going to go racing this weekend. Can't wait for it. Folks, make sure to check out Race Day Unhinged on the exclusively on the Unhinged Sports Network every race day at 9.30 a.m., I believe. Is it 9.30 Yes, I think it's 9.30 a.m. 9.30 a.m. Exclusive, exclusively on the Unhinged Sports Network where we talk nothing but racing, get you ready for Daytona 500. Like I said, Blind Spotting NASCAR podcast is going to be on there, and good group of guys. Go check those guys out. They're a lot of fun to listen to, great knowledge, and three great sets of guys. New segments on there. We're doing a whole new thing. Can't wait to see how it comes out. Race Day Unhinged exclusively on the Unhinged Sports Network at 9.30 a.m. on the Unhinged Sports Network. With that being said, do you have any other news? Nope, nothing else. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and hear a Teespring read and then go ahead and get into some ad reads from the Unhinged Sports Network, promote other shows on the show. This is In the Marbles, where we'll be right back for a race review of the Bush class from the Daytona Road Course. 
All right, Matt, before we move on, I figured we let our listeners know out there about our new discount code over at teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash in the marbles. And you want to know what that is? What's the discount code? NASCAR. I like it, man. The new season is upon us. 2021 is finally here. We're past 2020. And we're looking forward to 2021. So if you go to in the marbles, Dot net and go under the merch tab you can find teespring the link for teespring.com forward slash shorts forward slash and the marbles t-shirts hoodies mugs and i mean you were telling me that the fans can even request us that's to right put if, something else if we, on say, there. we have a saying or something you want on a t-shirt that has to do within the marbles tell us about it we'll put it on a t-shirt for you and sell it to you yeah so uh of course keep it reasonable everybody that's so right. the discount code runs from now until the end of february february 28th there's only 28 days this year in february so remember that that's so right. that's teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash in the marbles or if you go to in the marbles.net under the merch tab you'll find it there and that's discount code nascar for 10 percent off go out and get your merch today Back here within the Marbles Weekly Racing Podcast, whether you're on your, on the Unhinged Sports Network or your regular podcast platform, we thank you for joining us this week. Finally, Preston, and we keep saying this. This I'm, might be it's exciting. It's, it's an exciting very, time. It's a very exciting time. Can't wait. But we got one race to talk about. It was an exhibition race, and it was the Daytona Clash at the Daytona Road Course, the Bush Clash from the Daytona Road Course. I'm getting all crazy here. And folks, just a heads up, we're monitoring qualifying here. We're recording on Wednesday. Show mm-hmm. comes out tomorrow, so by the time this comes out, everybody will know who is the poll winner. But right now, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is leading the field, and Daniel Suarez is second. Mm-hmm. But only out of the 40, let's see here, out of, out of the 44 cars that have entered into the event, only 10 have qualified. And Derek Cope's up next, 92 winner. Maybe he might be the dark horse. Of the Daytona 500. This is it. He's going it. for his last shot. Yeah, this is it. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I heard he hasn't been in a, in a cup car in like 16 it's years. A, I think it was. It's been a while since he's been in the cup car. It's not 16 years. I couldn't tell you exactly when it's. I last don't know. Race they was. said it during practice, and I was like, wow. It's been a while. That for, long? It's been a while for Derek <laughs> Cope. But man, we had the Bush class at the road course, and some maybe opinions of the road course or the Bush class being at the road course. We're changed, at least for me, but I'm going to start it off with you since you were a big proponent against it. How do you feel about the Daytona or the Bush class at the Daytona road course? Well, given the package that they went with, which was the high horsepower, low downforce. I noticed that. I noticed the wings were cut off, and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, as in past episodes, we all know that I was not very keen on this whole thing. I was going, I'm like you, I kind of like the nostalgia, the history. Speed Weeks is... Looking at the what's going on for the Daytona 500. Yeah, he has a good car. Yeah. I would have loved to seen 23XI racing, um, race on the oval. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ty Dillon's in there, but Bubba Wallace led practice today. Yeah. So, you know, he might be on the radar here. People, folks, I mean, this 23XI is no joke coming out of the gate. But going back to the road course, I'm with you. The nostalgia was there, but now the road course is in there. And it was. I'm, I'm going to keep you going because you yeah, cut it you was, off there. No, it's okay. It was... NASCAR, I even tweeted out, I said, NASCAR, you have proved me wrong. Man, it was a great race. You know, I wasn't keen. 20-car field, 35 laps. You know, I can't really say much. Formula One's got 20 cars in the field anyways, too. So, But, you know, I thought that whoever got out to the lead, was that was it. Boy, was I no, wrong. No, Boy, we, we had guys overshoot in turn one. We had guys in the dirt. The chicane, the bus stop was littered with dirt everywhere. Dirt guys right, were yep. working the wheel. Leaders, leaders wrecking, wrecking. Leaders wrecking. <laughs> Harvick, a past champion, most wins of the last Having season. Having a tough wrecking. time. And a 
finish. The finish. The Preston. finish. Yeah. I mean, wow. What a great bush clash. It really was. And I will tell you this right now, Preston. The bush clash to me wasn't the best bush clash in history. Last year, we saw Eric Jones with a busted up race car thing, and he's out of it. Win the race. But this bush clash was different in many ways. Number one on the road course. This was going to be an experiment for NASCAR before bringing this into the schedule last season due to the COVID pandemic. Okay, that's great. That's fine and all. But for it to do as well as it did as far as deliver a good race, a good all-around race, the restarts were awesome. Mm -hmm. The initial starts and restarts were awesome. The run started going on, and I thought it was a perfect amount of race. 35 laps was a perfect amount to race to race in. And for them and for the drivers to show up like they did and to put on the show that they did, drivers in there that we didn't think would be competitive, didn't do so hot, and did well, but then drivers who we thought would be more competitive took a little time to develop or just didn't do well. Prime example, I thought Harvick would be up there with them the whole race. But I think he probably thought this is just an exhibition race. Oh, well, whatever. Cole Custer. Stuart Haas didn't have a good day out there at all. Mm-hmm. But I tell you, he had a good day. Joe Gibbs racing. Yep. Marty Truex Jr., even though he wrecked. Okay. He wrecked, but guess what? He knows what not to do during the Daytona Road Course here after the Daytona 500. Kyle Busch, obviously, winning, taking the win from Ryan Blaney and Chase Elliott. We'll get more of that in a second. Right place, right time, did a great job. Denny Hamlin was up front the whole time. The whole time, something happened. I don't know what exactly happened, but he didn't do so hot there at the end. Points don't matter. These guys aren't racing for points in this race. This was just all about bragging rights at this point. Mm-hmm. But what a great race. I'm with you. It changed my mind. Yeah, absolutely. It changed my mind a lot. And Preston, I must say, what was it? The finish was crazy. What was your take on the finish? Do you think it was... Elliot's fault? Do you think it was Blaney's fault? Or do you think it was neither there? It's uh it comes down to a racing incident, I guess you could say. Watching the race all night long, and it's it so I'm gonna talk about a little bit about the track here for a second, because it's a little weird how you have different curbing around the track, especially like in the bus stop chicane on the back. It's virtually almost flat. But then when you come to this this little section right there before the trial that NASCAR threw in there to slow drivers down. The curbing is huge. Yeah. And we saw when guys hit the curb, the cars were flying in the air. So yeah. when you coming down now Chase Elliott set up Ryan Blaney perfectly. You know, he dove down to the right. That was it. Great great move on his part. But Chase was trying to keep it off the curbing because I bet he knew that if he got onto that curbing, he was definitely going to be going for a ride and he was going to take Blaney with him. No, absolutely. And Blaney left him some room, but judging from different angles, it looked like Blaney may have turned maybe a hair too soon. I think he was trying to give Elliot that room. Right. But I think Blaney turned up just a little bit too soon and Elliot knew that like he needed to stay off that curb if he wanted to have a chance to make that real quick left-hander and race into the line. Racing incident is all I got to say. And they, you know, they, they're not mad at each other. They're good friends and all that. It's whatever. It's an exhibition race. But boy, Kyle Busch was there at the right place at the right time. It's kind of like Shades of the Roval a couple years ago. I, I thought the <laughs> same thing. I, saw, I thought the same thing. Once Ryan Blaney and, Kyle, and and Chase Elliott took each other out there at the final lap and the final chicane, I thought the Shades of the Roval right there. And what goes around comes around. And that was almost a carbon copy of it, except... Ryan Blaney didn't come out on top this time. Kyle Busch was the victor on that. 
ironically enough, involved in a Joe Gibbs racing car. All three cars and makes or teams were involved. Penske won the race. Penske was involved in this one. Mm-hmm. A Hendrick car was involved. A Hendrick car was involved. And a Joe Gibbs car was involved. Isn't that crazy how all it's three so, players? Yeah, just, just what a coincidence. The, I, I just thought it was crazy. It was a great <laughs> race. I'm with you. The curves made me need to be shaved down a little. Maybe not need to be eccentric yeah. as they were during the Roval. Or not during the Oval, during the road course race. And maybe that will be addressed here in the next couple of weeks. I hope it is, to be honest. But I tell you what, it was such a good race, especially there at the end. Kyle Busch, I think, just being the right place at the right time, like you said, taking that win away from him, just being thankful he wasn't caught up in it. What a great race. They weren't mad at each other. This wasn't a points race. I think they would have been maybe a little more mad at each other if it obviously was taken out. But it was just a racing incident. I don't think any way you look at it, I think if you're a Chase Elliott fan, you're going to say it was Blaney. And if you're a Blaney fan, Chase Elliott was at fault. But if you're a race fan, now that was just a racing incident. Now, I have a question for you. What did you think of night racing at the road course? I liked it. Did you like it? Do I'm, you think that maybe they should NASCAR should think about that well, next we, time around? And this was a debate we had a long time ago on the show where we said, should NASCAR tracks be required to have lights? The Roval. And let's see here. I mean, Michigan and a few other tracks, I'm sure, maybe Circuit of the Americas now coming in. Should re- if you're hosting a NASCAR race, mm-hmm. you should be required to have lights at the track because if it does get pushed back due to weather or unforeseen circumstances, that we can light it. Indianapolis, another one. Because I remember a few years ago, Indianapolis was... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready getting dark and oh man we got a race to finish and i think kozlowski ended up winning that race well i i say it like this because the clash was exciting because not you know road course and the the, the package and everything but the fact that it was at night a lot of those guys couldn't see out their windshields and it wasn't just the dirt either it was a lot of the weather factors and i kind of i think it had to do with you know weather like you know when it starts to get late at night you get that that dew on the grass and all that yeah. Maybe it was getting a little slick out there. I kind of liked it. I liked that night racing with the road course. Maybe NASCAR should think about it well, for the next road course. Like, well, the next Daytona, because I think we're going to be racing on a Sunday afternoon for that road right. course coming up in two weeks. So And bringing some lights. I always, I'm, hey, look, if NASCAR approached me and said, hey, you want to do a race at night? Absolutely. I love racing at night. Yeah, I, I like think it, I think it adds too. some excitement to it. So NASCAR definitely, uh, they got me good on this one. I will say, now, if NASCAR approached me and said, hey, should we keep the Bush Clash and the road course, or should we move back to the Oval next year? I'll be like, ah, I really don't know. <laughs> well, I, I, I must say this, and we do have a poll coming out here, or we do have a poll out for 
this reason I, I tweeted it out yesterday do you think what do you guys think I'll actually get you the exact poll right here 14 votes are in now it's better than what it was before what does everyone think of the 2021 bush class so far and I two options go back to the oval or keep it on the road course and 57% say back to the oval and 43% say keep it on the road course but 14 votes and we got five more days left maybe I should have made the poll a little shorter but hey that's what everybody thinks I'm kind of with them saying go back to the oval because mm-hmm. I like seeing it before the Daytona 500 if the Daytona 500 was on the road course it would make more sense running it on the road course in right. my opinion but at the same time seeing it back on the oval is speed weeks for me mm-hmm. NASCAR speed weeks isn't about it starts off on the road course with the 24 hour of Daytona but then it goes transitions to the oval for the stock cars whether it's Arca truck Xfinity or Cup it's on the oval and for that to go to the road course, it was a good try. But I think next year, as fun, much of fun as the race was, go back to the go back to the uh, oval. Okay, uh, I, you know I, you know I agree in that in those places too, because like we've said before plenty of times, the clash on the oval is almost like a glor, almost like a glorified practice session. Because I guess you could say we get to see some of these guys, you know, try and figure. You know, I don't think this. Daytona is that hard to figure out, but we get to see what those cars might look like on track a week before. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe we'll, I guess we're just going to have to wait and see what NASCAR we're decides to do ha- for next year. Yeah. We're <laughs> just going to have to wait and see. That's the best we could do with it. Yeah. That's the best we could do with it. But Preston, I decided on this an executive decision. Last year, we decided to go to a setup and rating the races where it would be good, great, dud. And it was good and all. But I feel like. I'm in here talking about nostalgia and everything that it took away from what In the Marvels was and In the Marvels is. And you know what? We're going to go back to the old rating the race system. I'm talking memorability, excitement, intensity, competitiveness, and unpredictability. And I'm going to leave it to you, Preston. Do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Mm, how about you go first? This or you time? want to go line by line here? We can go line by line. That's okay, fine. so we're going to start off with memorability. For me, memorability was an eight. It was a great finish, and, and I say this a lot about memorability. It was a great finish, but the rest of the race was kind of like, meh. I mean, yeah, there was a bit of excitement with the cars going off track and Harvick spinning out, Truex, the leader spinning out. But it really wasn't like, unless I'm there, it's not me- that memorable for me. But at the same time, this memorability was high because it was different. It was on the road course and not the oval. But memorability for me was an eight, so memorability for you you took the words right out of my mouth eight as well eight as well okay you know it was like you said and i'll reiterate it was something new right and it was definitely exceeding my expectations you know people but, were but going, i'm not going to miss it if they say we're going back to the oval oh, no, like, okay i'm no, not going to miss it no not, not at, all. at all not at all no i mean you know if whatever nascar wants to do i'll just say it like this if nascar does decide to go back to it maybe they go with the same package again and race it at night right hi horsepower low down force they should go back to that package anyway but yep. that's a topic for another show <laughs> ladies and gentlemen here so excitement is next excitement i gave it a seven again at there at the end it was very exciting and it was fun to see kyle bush sneak away with the win there when ryan blaney and chase elliott got into it coming off the final turn again it probably wasn't that exciting if you're a chase elliott fan but at the same time i i expected chase elliott to be up front competing for the lead and he did and it just bit him but excitement for me was a seven just because of, you know, towards the end it was fun, but a lot of cars going off, and I can, I'm going to keep coming back to this, circling back to this. A lot of cars going off, Truex wrecking. But at the same time, yeah, it was exciting, but it wasn't. Lucky it wasn't lower, but excitement seven. Okay. All right. Um, 
gave excitement an eight as well. I kind of see where this is going here with you. I kind of see exactly where this is going. <laughs> I was just. I mean, I, I could bet some money right now, and I think I would. I think I would win some money and bet what the rest are. Yeah, you probably could. I hey, I can't lie. All right, I, so. uh, all of these are truthful. I'm telling you what. I thought it was a great race. Yeah, I loved it. It really was. Uh, intensity for me was a seven. Oh, okay. But I could guess what your intensity was. Again, intensity yeah. there at the end. It's always going to be a little more intense towards the end of the race. I'm going to probably say the same thing for the Daytona 500. Intensity picked up. The closer you get down to the checkered flag, the closer, the more intensity is going to pick up. And that's exactly, where, exactly the way it was for the Daytona. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I... I you know that I kind of agree with you there, but my intensity also was looking throughout the whole field, and then you have the bus stop in the back that's getting dirtier. Dirt is getting thrown, and those guys are having trouble getting through there. And you're just like, man, who is going to be the next victim? Yeah, that, of that, this bus stop that bu- coming up. That bus stop gave a lot of people a lot of trouble. <laughs> they sure you did. <laughs> but what was your intensity? Eight. No, nope. okay. Yeah. There, there's the trend, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> if you're not familiar with the show, get ready. It wasn't to get a used perfect ten all the way down the board, but. I was very I, impressed this I, time. I around. have a feeling what it's a perfect number. It is. I, I, I have a feeling. Okay, competitiveness. <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look into my crystal ball here and predict yours. Eight. Yeah. Oh man, surprisingly, <laughs> competitiveness. I gave a seven again. I, I. It was an exhibition race, but they still wanted to go for a win. And Cal- I just. Uh, yeah. I mean. Yeah. I agree there. But I. Like I said, I like to look through not only the front but the field and. I like to harp on a lot. I thought the leaders, whoever was leading, was going to get away, but it seemed like the most of the field stayed within a certain distance of each other, and I think it had to go with that whole package. Yeah, and in the package, I think NASCAR needs to look at for at least road courses and super speedways. Yeah, keep that low horsepower, high downforce package at short tracks. Who cares? Or at you know intermediate tracks. But for these super speed racing road courses, I think I think NASCAR those guys were wheeling it. I think the NASCAR drivers at the cup series the top drivers from last year showed them that the low horsepower lower downforce high horsepower package will do just fine yeah all right so that was competitiveness Mm -hmm. am i not mistaken unpredictability i gave a seven only because of the final lap but i'm gonna guess again what yours is (laughs) looking to eight with an overall race rating for preston an eight (laughs) Because there's no adding or dividing or anything involved. No. I just say that for an average. <laughs> no, that's not the reason why. But, I mean, I gave unpredictability an eight, not just because of that last up, but, like, I keep harping on it. Everything that was going on in track. Right. Guys, leaders are missing turn one. Boy, Kurtbush really missed turn one. Oh, man. I thought, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Oh, dear. <laughs> I'm surprised he turned it in time to not hit the wall. Right. And then looking at the unpredictability, like, I keep harping on it. The bus stop in the back. Dirt's getting thrown on it. And, guy, I mean, look, people are carrying some speed through there. And right. those guys, you know, I know that I'm sure NASCAR's probably going to address the whole landscaping issue. But you know what? It is what it is kind of thing. You know? hey, if, hey, I got an idea, NASCAR. If you didn't want to mess up the grass, don't put in a daggum bus stop in there and race the road course. If you're worried about the aesthetics of the grass before the Daytona 500. Well, I think it's just that and the fact that dirt was getting thrown onto the track. Oh. And that's... Oh, well, then... Get rid of the grass and make it concrete. NASCAR, don't complain about a good product. I mean, I oh, think, man, oh, there was dirt on the track. That's not my fault. I'm I mean, not that, driving it. Let the drivers. That's what Truex wrecked for. But, hey, that's another story. No, Truex wrecked because he, you know, a lot of drivers, he didn't adapt to the situation. Yeah, that too. I think you know, NASCAR gets, needs to get what, rid of the curbing what, what, on the what, front. What are they going to do with the rain if it rains there in a couple of weeks for the road course? 
Oh, uh, the reason I wrecked is because there was puddles on the track. Mm. It's like, it's not my problem. <laughs> Don't, now I'm very excited about that. <laughs> okay, so your overall race rating was 8. Mine was a 7.2. It could have been better. It could have been worse. It was a good opening start to the NASCAR season for me. I was more than happy with it. But I'm looking forward to now for the Daytona 500. Oof. Preston, I am so excited, man. I am so excited about this race coming up. I can't wait. This is 2021 is here. Forget all 2020, whatever now, we had to adapt to with that race season last year. This is a, We're in a new time. That's right, Preston. <laughs> I, I couldn't agree with you more. I'm so excited about this upcoming season, and it's going to be – and I say it on a lot of episodes here. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think this season, being my 20th season watching NASCAR, might be one of the better seasons. And I'm just going to call it now. It's going to be a great – it's going to be great. And I don't, I don't know who's going to win the Daytona 500. It's like – like we said out during our Talladega episode, everybody's a threat. We said that in our first season, and we were really right about that. But as of right now, it is 8-12, a quarter past 8 here on the East Coast on Wednesday during qualifying day. Guess who has a provisional poll? I don't know because I don't know what oh my the goodness. order was looking like. So uh, Just take a shot in the dark, man. Bubba Wallace. Bubba Wallace. Really? Bubba Wallace. I kid you not. Right now has 47 Wow. 0.003 seconds over Stenhouse. Mm. Now, I'm not saying he's going to get the poll, but at the same time, William Byron's devil got to qualify. Hamlin, Truex, Elliott, Koslowski, Custer, Kurt Busch, Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson, Matt Benedetto. Eric Amarillo, Kevin Harvick, Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney, Chase Briscoe. can keep an eye on him. And Kyle Busch is going to be qualifying too. And Christopher Bell in that new Joe Gibbs ride. Yeah, you know, I know that, listen, I know that some people may say, you know, just something real quick to add in there. I know some people may say, some fans out there may say, oh, you know, single car qualifying on the Super Speedway of Daytona, that's... That's easy, you know. That's not. I'm telling you, there really is an art to holding it wide open, but making sure you don't turn that wheel too much in the corner to get the fastest speed you possibly can in the fastest time. I'm telling you, there is an art to it. <laughs> it it's great, man. I'm glad we're kind of bringing you guys this as it is. But Preston, going to throw it out on a limb. You're going to hear a more detailed explanation on race day on Hinge this weekend on the Unhinged Sports Network. Who's your pick to win the Daytona 500? I'll lead it off with the team that I'm looking at, Front Row Motorsports, and I'm going to go with my guy that I am setting myself to this season that I predicted is going to make the playoffs this year. The number 34 loves travel stop forward, Michael McDowell. Uh, okay. <laughs> Everybody could be a threat here during this weekend's Daytona 500, but, man, I'm looking at a guy who's finished no better than third in the Daytona 500, and every time I've gone, he's been either caught up in a big wreck or – had it been a victim of unfortunate circumstances? No, I'm not talking about Kyle Busch. <laughs> I'm talking about Brad Keselowski. I think he's going to do it. I would. It would be cool to see Denny Hamlin win it because three in a row is no easy feat for the Daytona 500. But I have four Denny Hamlin cars on my mantle. I want, I want another car up there. Yeah, yeah. It's starting to get a little Hamlin heavy. And then Harvick on top of that, I got another his Southern 500 car coming in. So not Harvick, not Hamlin, somebody else. Somebody I haven't seen before. Okay, well, hey, maybe it could be Michael McDowell. Maybe I'll buy a Michael McDowell car. You never know. Never know. But, Preston, uh, before we get into our final thoughts here, I wanted to just say, looking forward to it. I'm going to be at the racetrack. I'll make sure to tweet out where I'm at. If you want to come by and see me, if you're there at Daytona, let me know. And I'll come by and see you, and we'll have a beer together. 
How about that? We'll have a beer at the racetrack. No better place in the world to have a beer than at a racetrack. That's right. That's and true. I tell you what, we will do that, folks. So just be on the lookout. In the Marbles will be there. Or at least Matt from In the Marbles will be there. <laughs> but we'll, we'll make it a few races this year, Preston. But you have anything else before we get into our final thoughts this week? Uh, nope. Nothing else. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead, get into our final thoughts here, but not before an ad read from Fanatics and a few from the Unhinged Sports Network. This is In the Marbles, and we'll be right back with our final thoughts and wrap up this episode. All right, Preston, before I wanted to get into our next segment here, I wanted to remind all the fans out there listening on your regular podcast platform or on the Unhinged Sports Network about our partnership with Fanatics, where you can get all your sports gears needs ready for the 2021 season. For me, NASCAR, I'm buying some NASCAR t-shirts, hats, and getting ready to go to Daytona and support the teams there and support NASCAR. But not only just NASCAR, you could get any hockey stuff. I get Washington Capitals gear there all the time. I get. Uh, I just ordered some more Vegas stuff off no, of there. See, you could get anything you need for any team that you want on Fanatics.com. If you head over to our Partners tab on, in, at InTheMarbles.net, all the way at the bottom, you will see a link to our Fanatics page, and it'll start you off at NASCAR, but then you could branch off and go anywhere you want. That's InTheMarbles.net under the Partners page for Fanatics and Anything will help out the Unhinged Sports Network. And if you want to listen to the Unhinged Sports Network, you can head over to unhingedsn.com or just click under the Unhinged tab at intomarbles.net and click on the link and it'll take you right there. That's unhingedsn.com. Go check them out. White flag, white flag, white flag. One lap to go, one lap right here. Final thoughts here in the marbles and... uh, our Daytona preview, our Daytona episode, not Daytona Escobades, ladies and gentlemen. That nope. comes after the Daytona 500 <laughs> race weekend when I go down there. But we got a driver of the weekend this week in NASCAR, but Preston, i got a story to tell you before we get into our final thoughts here. Okay. It's a funny one. All right, let's hear it. So during the Bush class yesterday, one of our friends, Spencer, who's actually the owner and operator of Low Country Hearth, he's been previewed on the show and advertised on the show a little bit, and... He was right watching the race with me. And there was this commercial, <laughs> and there was this commercial on the show uh, during during the break in the it was close to the end of the race where it was a story about inspiration. Don't let anybody tell you you can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And there was this blind guy on there, and he was a mountain climber, and he said, "I didn't think I could climb Mount Everest blind." And I did it. I climbed the Mount Everest, and he did it. You know, man, what a triumph. If you just put your mind to it, you could go do it. And I, I was thinking it, but Spencer beat me to it. He said, you know, if I had one question to ask him, if Spencer said this, if he had one question to ask him, you know what it would be? And I said, what? And I thought about it. I said, and then he said, how was the view up there? Uh, no. <laughs> Which made me laugh so hard. It's like I was thinking the same thing. So what do you see up there? <laughs> That's so awful. It was so funny too. At the same time, because what's your first question? If you met someone climbing Mount that climbed Mount Everest, what would you say? How was it? How was the view? Oh man! I mean, you technically are right. If somebody ever did, you would ask. I mean, what's it like? Have I ever met a mountain climber? Wow! And it was so funny because I was thinking the same thing you said. Are we bad people? It's like no, we're firefighters, and we just have that kind of humor. Oh man. Oh, you know? oh no. So, oh man. So that was because <laughs> we were thinking the same thing, and he just beat me to it. It's like uh, I was trying to get it out, but he said it first, and it's like I was the view. Oh, <laughs> oh man. No. Uh, 
It's so bad, man. Anyway, final thoughts this week here and in the Marvels. We got a drive of the week and finally back on the docket this week in NASCAR. And I'm going to leave it up to you, Preston. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, you can go first. All right. Our want. driver of the week this week. <laughs> Disclaimer, we do not. We do not think blind people are bad people. I, I never said he was a blind person. It was an amazing feat. I, I don't think I could uh, ever climb Mount Everest, but at the no, same time, I, but well, how was the view? <laughs> I mean, that technically that technically is a, a valid question to somebody who did climb Mount Everest. That's what I would want to know. I mean, yeah. How's the view up What's there, What's it like man? up there? Yeah, what do you see? And, and ugh. Oh, <laughs> no, anyway, thanks. ladies and gentlemen, you're driving a week this week here at In the Marvels. It's Dwayne Tiny Lund. L-U-N-D. Oh, Tiny Lund? Lund. Thank ah, you. Yeah. Tiny Lund. Tiny Lund. Born in Iowa, November 14th, 1929, and died, unfortunately, in the racing incident at Talladega in, on August 17th, 1975, won the Daytona 500 in 1963 mm-hmm. he, for Wood Brothers Racing. In his total career in NASCAR, he raced 303 races over 20 years. His best finish of 10th, coming in 1963. First race was in Lehigh 300, and his last race came in coming at the 1975 Talladega 500 at Talladega. First win in 1963 Daytona 500, and his last win came in the 1971 Wilkes 400 and North Wilkes 405 wins over his 20 years, 119 top tens and six poles. And like I said, he died in a race at Talladega in 1975, and I will get you the details on that. In 1975, he entered in. And A.J. King Dodge in the Talladega 500 for the top level of the Winston Cup Series. Lund qualified as first alternate when Grant Acox's car was withdrawn from the event. And Loud was in after a, a short track event Saturday and flew down in Bobby Allison's private jet. race was delayed a week by heavy rain and finally running on August 17th. And on the 7th lap, Lund and Mc- J.D. McDuffie collided on the back stretch, and Lund and McDuffie spun down the track, and the car started crashing behind them as rookie Terry Link spun hard into the driver's door of Lund- Lund's Dodge and subsequently exploded into flames and went over the catch fence and did all this crazy stuff, and he was pulled unconscious from the car, and or Link was pulled from the car and managed to be revived, and... As much as they tried, they reached him and took him, reached London, took him out of the car, took him to the infield care center, but died 10 minutes later of a massive chest and internal crash injuries. And mm. the drivers were not informed about the death of the rest of the drivers in the field until after the race. In its aftermath, Buddy Baker was victorious in that race, and Bud Morris Ford, and there was no celebration, walked away himself with a few minutes here in the Lund's passing, and Lund survived by his family including his son Christopher Dwayne Lund. And that was your driver of the week this week here at Indy Marbles and now Preston. You know, uh, I think Tiny Lund, he's, that Daytona 500 victory he scored, he, he ended up getting that ride because there was, I think it was an injury to a driver in that car. I can't remember how the story really went, but he, that's how he got into that Daytona 500 was he was substituting for someone, I think it was. If I'm not mistaken, I think that's how the story yeah, went. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see here. Marvin... Panch, P-A-N-C-H, yeah, Panch. drove for the Wood Brothers Racing Team, had an accident while testing an experimental Ford-powered, oh boy, I'm not even going to say that, for the 24-hour Continental 3-hour sports car race, which is the precursor to the 24 hours at Daytona, when Punch's car, Panch's car, sorry, burst into flames, and 
Lund ran into the inferno and pulled him out. Mm-hmm. And for his actions, he was awarded the Courageous Heroes Medal for that. And at the hospital, the Wood Brothers asked him to race the car, and he did, and uh, ended up winning that race in 1963. How crazy is that? That is crazy, that man. Is, wow. There's actually a picture of it. It's a very beautiful Wood Brothers racing car. The, when stock cars were, in fact, stock, stock cars. cars. <laughs> but, yeah, oh, that, it's actually a NASCAR or a replica. Anyway, it looks great. 21 Wood Brothers car. But, yeah, that was your uh, driver of the week this week here at In the Marbles. Very cool that you brought that up. I'm glad mm-hmm. we got to read it. Now, Preston, my favorite part of the show. My favorite part of the show. Uh, this week in NASCAR. Yeah, so this week in NASCAR, always cool to go back through and look some history. So I decided to go to early 2000s. Okay. This week in NASCAR, we go all the way back February 15th of 2004. Do you know who won the 2004 Daytona 500? No one, Hart Jr. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, thank you. So February 15, 2004, <laughs> Dale Hart Jr. becomes the third son of a former Daytona 500 winner. Oh, I bet I know the other to two. To capture the checkered flag at the Great American Race. What were the other two? Father sons. Richard Petty, Lee Petty. Mm-hmm. And Dale Jr., Dale Hart Sr., Mm-hmm. And then you have Davey Allison and Bobby Allison. There you go. How about that? Oh, man. You can't get one past me, uh, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I just I, I saw it. I came across this. And, okay, that's pretty cool. You know, father, son. Maybe Beamer won't, might, won't know this. Oh, oh, I think you knew oh, it. I, I think you knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Once you brought it up, it's like, oh, were okay. You, were you looking over it? No, I just know. <laughs> you point. You, you definitely. I'll give it. I'll, give, I'll tell the people at home. You were When I had the page open for a second, you were staring at the book. And I was like, what is he looking at? And he goes, oh, look, Carl Long. Yeah. That's where I remember that from. Hey, and I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, remember that guy I told you about who made that not so top five? It was Carl Long. But anyway, back to February 15, 2004, Dale Jr. wins it. Oh, is that it? Yeah, that was it. Oh, okay. It was. Uh, it just goes over the previous other father-son uh, winners, Lee and Richard Petty and Bobby and Davey Allison. Yep. Yeah, I got you there, buddy. Got me there. But, man, yeah, that was um, that was our show, man. There's really not much to sugarcoat about it. Uh, like I said, um, I'll be on the way to Daytona by the time this comes out. And if you're on the way to Daytona or at Daytona during the time you listen to this, let me know. Mm-hmm. Let me know, and I'll be there, and I'll do my best to get up with you. We'll have a beer together, just talk racing. And it will be a lot of fun. I can't wait. I'm just hoping the weather plays kind to me and – I guess we just need to keep an eye on it next few oh, days. I'll, I'll, I'll be on the ground. I'll let you know. I'll be my the meteorologist on the ground. We will you know. wait. And, uh, what uh, what's our saying? How's our we'll saying? We'll have go? to wait. We'll and have see. to wait and see. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm not looking forward to it. Hopefully, it's not another last year. No, hopefully not, because the movie theaters are closed. What am I going to do? I mean, heck, when you uh, brought up that whole tiny Lund, uh crash at Talladega. And, being delayed a whole week because of rain. Oh, could you imagine? I'm not these doing days? that. I'm not doing could that. You I'm, I'm coming home. I'm coming home. I'll use my tickets to Darlington, but I can't. I'm not doing that. I will not do that. Will you hold? Would you hold over until Monday again? I'll hold over till Monday, but that's about it. That's about it. I mean, I'm not playing that whole week long thing. I'm not doing that. <sighs> I guess we'll. Uh, hopefully, let's just let's plant. Let's hope for that we can get the entire race in, but. Now I'm kind of like, once I see this whole weather debacle playing out, man, now yeah. I'm just hoping we can get at least halfway through it. We'll see. We'll have to wait and see. Hopefully the rain comes like maybe at night after the race. I don't mind that. Or maybe like a couple hours before the or race. Or maybe you wake up to the rain and be like, okay, it's going to clear up here in a few hours. But if they say, oh, this is, oh, I don't know. I don't know what and, I'll do. You know, and here's the thing. Judging by knowing when I vacation down there, judging by Florida weather, when it rains, it's usually mid to late afternoon. NASCAR is trying to start after 2.30 in the afternoon. 
that's not a good idea. I can promise you that, NASCAR. Yeah, it's it, not a good idea. If this happens like it did last year, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm, I might have to seriously consider writing NASCAR and saying, why can't we just go back to a little bit earlier start time? If we were starting like 12, 30, 1 o'clock, oh, we might be able to get this thing in. Let's just say this. The lines will be short for the concessions if that's the case. <laughs> 30,000 people there spread out. I think the lines will be short. Like, just give me beer. Just keep them coming. Just keep them coming. Beaver's going to be standing at the concession stand, leaning up against the counter. Yeah, just keep I'm, it coming. I'm going to know the concession stand by name. of like, hey. <laughs> another right? one. Can I get another one? That's so. it, man. You're done. You're done. No, You're you, cut off. Don't tell me when I'm done. <laughs> Preston, do you have anything else before we wrap it up here for oh, this man. Daytona preview, man? I've got. I'm so excited. That's all. That's all I can say. I just. I can't wait. Yeah, this has been a fun episode, man. Again, there it is. It's been a fun episode, just like all the other. Hey, you're not lying. No, nope, you're I'm, not lying. You're absolutely right. <laughs> but we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up here, and uh, get ready to kick off Daytona. I'd like to thank everybody so much for tuning in to us this week here at Into Marbles. I'd like to thank all of our partners, Dr. Squatch, Soaps, Flag, and Anthem, Stand Up to Cancer, Fubo, and Fanatics for all they do, not only for In the Marbles, but for the Unhinged Sports Network as well. Make sure to check out Race Day Unhinged at 9.30 exclusively on the Unhinged Sports Network, where we're going to be on there with Blind Spotting NASCAR Podcast. Great group of guys. Go check them out as well. And I'd like to thank out, uh, send out a special congratulations for, to Society Scoutable Skin for joining the Unhinged Sports Network. For Preston Lude, I'm Matt Beamer. Thank you again so much for tuning in to us this week. Stay safe, and we'll see you after the Daytona 500. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.